0: What's up, family? In today's interview, I'm talking with Chris Morrison who is an absolute sales gangster. We had a good laugh and we talked a lot about how to just become a sales professional the right way. And really, really cool conversations and how how to just become a really good salesperson, have way better sales resilience and the actual mindset and releasing your blocks as to why you're not selling as much as you'd like to. So, This is a great interview, especially if you're in the sales game and you want to learn how to become a better salesperson, which, by the way, everyone's in sales. You're selling something every single day, guys. So jump in this interview, grab your notepads and pens. Let's go. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson, and each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. All right, so today's guest is a 29-year-old sales gangster and trainer who spent the last 12 years traveling the world in the sports and nutrition industries, generated over $10 million of sales in it. He trains sales teams around the world on how to use the pragmatic prospecting approach to generate an infinite opportunity no matter what kind of economy they're in. So please, guys, help me uh, welcome one of, one of my new good mates, <laughs> <laughs> absolute just sales beasts and uh, just lover of life, my man Chris Morrison. How you doing, bro? What
1: is up? I, 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 the only thing you missed was the bipolar part.
0: Oh yeah, I wasn't sure which <laughs> put that in. We've just, a, a new. Uh, what should we we've call just,
1: that? Just, uh, the business bipolar, I think it was. A new medical
0: condition, business bipolar. <laughs> just to be able to adapt to different, different oh, personalities fuck. for different situations. Yeah,
1: but that, That's very true, I think so too, though, to be fair. Because you do have to adapt pretty quickly to so many different things as well, right? Like the, you know, you, you've got to put your accounting to marketing to the salesperson to empathetic hat on five different times a day, you know what I mean? And then your stress hat, because that one's fun too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: without the stress, there's no growth. Oh, yeah, that, that, it, it is actually ridiculously true. Like, li- maybe like take away the bipolar. I think people think bipolar, it's like psycho, uh, which there has to be a, a level of psycho to grow anything, I think. No, um, I agree.
1: I wholeheartedly but, agree.
0: But yeah, having, <laughs> having the, the, the ability to adapt to different situations, different mindsets, different personalities is, is, is huge.
1: It's funny you mentioned the psycho part too, right? So I actually was speaking to someone. I I forget who it was, but he like I remember it was like uh, someone of stature, and he was just like he he kind of threw me off at first because he's like, "Hey, I see psychopathic tendencies," and you're like, "What?" He goes, "But it's, he goes, I see it as a good thing." He goes, "Because most m- m- most top top one percenters are part psychopathic." Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck do you mean? He goes, "Well, you get hell bent on something, and you just don't stop doing it until it works." Like, it's it's a psychopathic tendency. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I'm like, what? Guys, you're a soccer pack. I'm like, all right, catch you later.
0: I'm going to run away now. (laughs) I love it. It's true though. Like Grant Cardone's book, Be Obsessed to Be Average. It's so so true. It it literally is that. And everyone's got obsessions. Everyone's got obsessions. Everyone's got addictions. And you need to just make sure that your obsessions and your addictions are good ones.
1: Yeah, and just make sure that they are in alignment with who you are and what you want to be, mm. too, right? Like, if you've got a drug addiction, that's cool. If you want to be a drug addict, that's perfect. That's exactly what you need to be. And you need to be addicted to drugs if you want to be a drug addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's got to be in line with what you want. And I, I think I'm, I don't think anyone's got that perfect. I think I'm fine tuning that every day, too, right? right.
0: Mm. Uh, <laughs> I love it. All right, dude. Chris, take us back, bro. Where did this all start for you? 29 years now. You're traveling all over the world. You're, sa- you're teaching people how to grow sales, be the best, be an absolute beast, be a sales gangster. Where I'm um, Surely they didn't teach you this in school or you didn't come out of the womb as a sales gangster. Where did it all start for you?
1: So it's funny you, like, funny you mentioned the word school, right? So when I was in school, I was...
0: I, so if you go check out my Instagram
1: and stuff, like I'm not a little fat kid. But as, as a kid, I was a 110 kilo fat kid who like, could barely fucking move because I'm not the tallest person alive. I act like I am, but I'm definitely not. Um, and I found myself in a position where I was probably, uh, at the point where I needed to make a shift in some sort. And I, I needed to make a shift really fucking quickly because my psychological health was fucked. And I, um, I had a whole lot of people who used to make fun of me and it wasn't good because it made me just feel worse and worse and worse about myself. So I decided to actually go and make a change and, you know, fast forward, I lost at the time I lost like half my body weight. I was at like 63 kilos. And then all the people used to make fun of me were like, "How can we? How can you help us do the same?" It's like, well, firstly, my initial thoughts if that were to ever happen would be that it would be fuck you, Uh haha, I did it. But it wasn't. It was more so like, I actually want to help you now. Like the the fact that this has happened has made me want to help you now, and I I have the ability to help people who even you know, quote unquote, hated me at some point because you realise that it was more so that In their own pain that they were feeling, that it was some that they could just distribute into someone else by making fun of someone. So I went and got my personal trainer certificate, and I um I love telling this part of the story in this way that I I went and got my personal trainer certificate and I decided to not do it because I didn't like getting up at five a.m. I it was great I fucking hated getting up at five. Now I get up at four. How the fuck does that work? Um, but. I, I went and got my personal training certificate. I, I didn't use it. And I actually ended up walking into so a Because I was like a, a little brat who didn't want to get up five. And didn't want to do split shifts sort of things. Like, PT's life is like early morning, late night, pretty frequently. Not so much in the day. So, you have to spend most of your time resting and stuff. I, I didn't like that. I like doing like a whole lot of, you know, heavy, call it heavy lifting before 12 p.m. And then after 12, like, I just fix shit up. Uh, that, that's how my life works. Um... And yeah, so I, I went and walked into a sports nutrition supplement store in Bondi, and uh, I, I, I got given a job. Um, I'm pretty sure the job description was, "Please make sure shop does not burn down on Sundays." And so I, I did the job. Shop didn't burn down. Ended up getting pretty good at what I was doing there too. So what I what I did when I when, when I was in this shop, I fell in love with selling because I found that I could get someone the same result that I was getting people when I was doing the personal training by giving them a training plan, a diet, and giving them um, supplements to help speed that process up at the same time too. and found myself in a position where instead of training seven clients a day, I could see 70 people a day and get them all the same result and then ask them to send more of their friends in and I would see 70 to 100, you know, getting up to two, 300 sales per day sort of thing, if that makes sense. And it was at that point that I realized that if I ask people for money, and give them exactly what they need they will get a result they will tell more people about it and I fell in love with sales at that point like it was at that point where I've gone I I like weight loss it's awesome it's all good like it helps people and I can help more if I ask for more money and actually care about the, the, the money side because if I don't ask for the money they don't get the result and if I don't do it this way I don't see enough people to make it happen at a scalable um, position at the same time too so I very quickly out of a a company that had like 200 staff became the second highest salesperson in the company in the space of like 12 months. Cause I, I really bought into that. I really bought into that notion of like, I like helping people and I'm not doing it for the money, but if I don't ask for the money, I don't get to help the people. It's just like this loop. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Must ask. Don't want to. Cause I just want to help people. Must ask. Otherwise they don't get, the job, uh, otherwise they don't get it. Okay, cool. Got to ask. Them. Sweet. Um, and then I, I I I went down a path of like I really do like the industry I was working in because I could ask for money and still help people get the best results in the in the world for for their um their their, their body composition and stuff as well. And I um I ended up leaving that company because I thought I stole stole a whole lot of money, which I didn't. And they 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 kicked themselves and, 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 and like kicked themselves afterwards, realizing that. I ended up um uh, getting given an opportunity to go work for a. A company in the United—I say it was actually Canadian-based, so they were based in Toronto, Canada. A company called MuscleTech, they're like a sports nutrition supplement company. I looked after Australia, New Zealand, Asia, and a tiny bit of Europe um, for all their sales. So I looked after distribution into all these different countries. So I've gone from you know managing budgets of like 100k a month to like a million plus a month um, consistently as well. And I've looked after you know, the, the multiple different contents that we we're in at the same time too and helped them grow that company from, I don't know, like eight, probably 500 grand a month to 1.2 a month in the space of the two and a half years that I was there. And it was purely just by partnering up with the right people and finding that if I could actually help people um, get a better result at the end, at, at, at the end, and help them manage how to actually market their products better. That we would make more money, and I would actually have more of a better lifestyle at the same time too. Um, it got to the point where it was just it was just a bit too much. I was um, I was flying like eighty five times a year, and it was just, it was just getting too much. And it was more so just because I was actually in a position where like I, my health was being um, affected by flying like two to three times a week, and especially internationally and all sorts of stuff as well. Um, so I had to sort of scale it back and well, not, not necessarily scale it back. I had to sort of take a different direction, a different pivot and um, went to came back to Australia and um, found myself in a position where I, I, I was sort of looking around for a new job and um, uh, found myself working with a company uh, or I, I got given an opportunity with a company, a sports distribution company here that I was given um, profit shares in, which is fantastic. And we grew that company from 3 to $21 million in the space that I was there from uh, across about 18 months. And um, by the end of it, uh, w- w- what sort of happened was my, 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 my the guy I was working with was sort of day by day, the head of sales, who was like part partner in the company as well. We were sort of standing there going like, uh, cool, no problems. And I got a call one, what, one Thursday afternoon saying, Chris, you got to come home. We weren't aware, but the actual managing director... Has been siphoning money out of the company, and we are currently in a position where we now have to go home. We don't get any of our shares, and we've lost everything. So, it was, it was it wasn't the best day for me. It wasn't the best day psychologically.
0: Was it the fir- it, Would you say that was like the first or the biggest like setback? I guess in uh, this whole space,
1: probably one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: probably one of them. I'd say the, it was the biggest.
0: Set- <laughs> it was like the the start of setbacks, like. Yeah um like god oh, this is what it this is what it feels like this is what everyone keeps talking about Ah, yeah this sucks <laughs> this is the dip <laughs> not, what do you mean what do you mean not everything's always just fucking incredible all yeah, the time th- like th- 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 this sucks you know what i mean um
1: and yeah, so we went through uh va like volunteer, volunteer administration and um it was really shit like i i i i, I had it every minute of it because i wasn't accepting it and um once I learned to accept it, things started changing. So I started getting all these old clients who we used to have reaching out and saying, Hey, what are you doing now? You know what I mean? Like you're in a position where, um, so we're in a position where we were buying bulk amounts of product off you because it wasn't the product. We didn't care for the product at all. We, we were buying from you because you were teaching us how to market the product in a way that was almost irresistible for the people to actually buy from us versus a competitor. I'm like, Interesting. I like I wasn't aware of that. I just thought they they, they, they liked the product. Even though I had to pedal it, like I had to fucking push this shit to make it work. Um I, I I guess I never would have considered the fact that they were buying my knowledge more so than the product if that makes sense. And to me that was really fucking it was a realization. So they were like, Look, would you consider um, consulting to us? And I, I was like, Not really. Like it's not something that I sort of want to go down the path of, it's never, never something I've considered. And it was more so that because I never considered it before. And I had um, one of them turn around and say, hey, we'll pay you five grand. I said, yes, I will consult you now. I'm now a consultant. That is correct. That's exactly what I'll do. Um, so obviously, money talks all the time. And um, you know, this is like for, 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 for a couple of days work, five grand, pretty much doing nothing at the same time as well. Other than sharing my knowledge, you know what I mean? Um, since then, I, 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 I was sort of opened up to the, 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 the possibility of being someone who can teach other people how to do the same thing. And since then, that's exactly what I've done. That was in 2017, so it's been, you know, almost four years now that I've I've been doing the actual training side, and it was the smartest thing I ever did because, you know, given the results that we've had and, and that I've had myself across different, you know, multiple different places, um, it's proven that I'm very fucking good at it. And I didn't. I, I, it, the The challenge for me was more so just working out how can I get my, how can I get my good at it out of my head so I can tell people how to be good at mm-hmm. it too. It's probably the best way to explain it. And that, that was a journey in itself too because you might be really good at selling, you might be really good at doing that, but teaching it and teaching people how to be better at it and teaching people new perspectives on it without them even realizing that you're doing that is actually an art form in itself. And that's probably the hardest part that I've had to deal with so far. You have to get out of your own way enough too, which is where I, I talk a lot about sales resilience because you need to have, you need to, 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 to be more aware of your own shit than anyone else's. And you need to to be able to get out in your out of your own way enough to be able to make that happen for you in such a way that you can actually help other people do the same do For the person that I am, but when you see the ripple effect of your actions and you you, you do that, it, it makes a big difference too.
0: So, what do you mean That's, by that? How, how can how how does somebody get in the way of themselves when it comes to selling?
1: Well. I think a great way to explain what someone does is you can probably get too caught up in an idea or a, a way of selling when it comes down to it too. So he, he's a perfect example, right? Like I currently do a, um, uh, well, I I, I have a course that we sell and the, the way that we sell it is we sell it through partnerships, right? I, 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 I've i partnered up with about 40 or 50 different major companies around the world who essentially let me use their list to to sell to um, the, the, the product is a cold email marketing course. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of people who choose to do, um, cold email marketing might send out 10 emails and say, I didn't get a reply it doesn't work and then go back to cold calling. So by them not considering what other ways cold email it could be better for them or Facebook, I'd be better for them. And going back to cold calling is them getting in their own way and not accessing the possibilities of things around at the same time too. So instead of actually really doing their due diligence and working out what the best way to do something is, they throw spaghetti at a fucking wall and it doesn't work because when you throw spaghetti in a wall, maybe something sticks maybe somewhere and you didn't try for long enough. So you're, you're sabotaging yourself by saying it doesn't work when you haven't actually looked into it by any means necessary at all. And this happens a lot. This isn't just cold corn. This isn't just cells. This is fucking everything. Like, hey, I want to lose 10 kilos, but I'm only going to diet today. And if I get the results today, like I, I, I'm going to throw the whole idea out the window. And then keto didn't work for me. Mm. No dear kid. You just didn't stick it out. And you didn't understand the fucking fundamentals of keto. You spastic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Um, like you see that everywhere though. Like, and we were talking before this podcast started about, our ai right and spotify yeah, 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 yeah. like how how spotify Still you're talking about art, how sure. how Still like my
1: favorite <laughs>
0: right? like you're talking about how like it just does things for you right yeah it correct. puts all the music together for you you don't have to think about it cuz it just happens like that and then we talk to our phones siri and google and amazon's two day shipping and and all this stuff and in the world that we live in today especially our generation we've been brought up where we want things now we want things instant we need instant gratification instant results and if we don't get it, we say, oh, it's not working. You know, Correct. same thing in my industry and our teams. Like we have so many people come through where they're like, you know what? Yeah, I want financial freedom. I want, to, I want to create my dream life, but I'm only willing to do it if I can do it within a week. And then I'm going <laughs> to quit if it doesn't work. And then I'm going to quit and go back to doing what I was already doing for the rest of my fucking life. Like, like and, it and, doesn't make any and, sense.
1: And, and, and this is where I, uh, and, like, you can see me holding my head right now. Like it's... it's... <laughs> The, 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 this is where my brain explodes and this is why when, when you asked me like a little bit about me and I said, what do I do? I teach sales resilience before I teach pragmatic prospecting because I need mm. to teach you how to be resilient enough to get through the whole process and then make it simple for you to make it happen at the same time too. So, ha-
0: <laughs> so you could go yeah.
1: So two things, I just want to touch on things before, yeah. right? So you said instant gratification. You know, mm. Instagram, the, the the letters IG, instant gratification. <laughs> I, only, I only thought about that on the weekend. I'm like, holy fuck. It is instant gratification, and it actually says it in the fucking logo, for God's sake. Anyway, um, <laughs>
0: tangent. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good, it just we you know when you come to a realization. Anyway, um, sorry. What was the question? It was around what's the difference.
0: How 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 can someone how can someone become more resilient? Then it's like how can they actually develop the mindset? Because I'm not sure if it's something that like for me it just makes sense. It's like you want to be good at something. Like you can't be the best at something. You can't have anything. Above right, so, average. So, so, if you so, get to so, put so, in average, so
1: let, let let me let me do in the way. Let me explain it in the way that I teach it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now
1: this 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 is the way that I teach it using known, because the people that be listening to this, I would hope um, that they're learning from you and they're learning from the people that you've had on here already, and a lot of what they'd be learning would be around sales, marketing, and you know things that, that would help them generate new 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 opportunities for them at the same time too. So I'm going to assume which is something I choose not to do that often because assuming can fuck everyone over. But in this situation, I am going to assume that people know how to sell and how to market. So they are fundamentals that come in selling and marketing at the same time too. But let's, let's start with selling first because selling is probably the one that most people understand more so than how to market because they sell every conversation they have anyway. So when it comes to, to sales, when you're having a sales conversation, you expect, or if you don't, you're stupid because this is probably the, the the quickest way for you to make money. But you expect people to, to 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 come up with objections for you, right? You expect them to to have a barrier to entry and there to be friction at some point when 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 you are trying to make a sale of some sort. Not only, so how do how do I turn this first? When 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 that happens, that 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 is needed. And if it doesn't happen, you don't actually give the person or you don't actually know whether what you're giving the person is correct for them or not, because if they haven't told you those objections on the phone and you haven't sort of managed through that process, you don't actually know if your product is right for them or not, because they haven't actually quizzed you enough on it as well. That's an issue speaking like a phone or whatever, mate. like especially high ticket selling. If you don't get objections in high ticket selling, there's a very high probability that that, 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 that person's not going to pay their bill. I can tell you that mm. right now.
0: Um, yeah. Well, like you need to welcome objections, hey, like correct objections. Are like sometimes people see them as a bad thing. But well, I, I, I see them as like requesters got, for more information, more I, understanding.
1: I got taught that objections are an Easter egg hunt and mm. you get, you, 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 you get all the eggs when you've come over the, gone, gone over the objections. And yeah. you, you, every time you think of a, a of an objection, you think of a it little Easter egg in the Easter egg hunt that your dad said after you when you were a kid and you're running, running around the garden going, fuck, where's the next one? Where's the next one? Where's the next one? Getting really excited by it. There's no reason why objections on your phone can't be the same too. Yeah. So when you realize that that is the case, you, you got to think about it. When when you're being sold to, how many objections do you have? Because most people have a lot. Like they, they have a lot of objections themselves too, right? Now, a quick way to be res- more resilient with yourself is understanding what your objections are to whatever it is that you are trying to achieve right now. So if you're sitting there saying, hey... I want financial freedom and I want I, to do it in a week and if it doesn't happen, but what if it does have to take longer than a week? What are the objections to that? Like what like and this is you having to ask yourself that question. Like what what objections do I have to do in that? And it could be along the lines of like, I'm scared. I I I I don't think I deserve this. Um I don't know if I have it within me to actually do it for longer than a week because every time I've tried to do something longer than a week, I've failed at it before. It could be anything like that. Like there could be a fucking shopping list of things that come up if you choose to go down the path of working out what those objections are. And a great way to do that is literally sit we, we spoke earlier, right? And I said that I um I get with the note the, the notes out of my phone and hit re- um hit record and do the voice to text. If you want to embark on something new, get the notes out in your phone, hit the hit hit the, the voice to text button and just start talking and start ask yourself the question. What is stopping me from achieving this stuff right now? And just fucking talk. When you finish talking, if you need... Actually, no. When you finish talking, when you're done, and ask then, and what else? Keep asking, and what else, until it Mm. comes out and it's fucking thousands of things on there. Once you've done that, you realize that there's a fuckload of friction and objections within that that, that, that one conversation you just have with yourself. Really, you've got to remember, this is a conversation with yourself. What you're trying to do is uncover what your objections to this are and what your barriers to entry and friction points are for you specifically at the same time too. When you do that and you use your current known sales skills and then sit there and go, cool, if I've just done this, this, this task and, and worked out what all the objections are, let's, let's grab a highlighter and work out what the actual objections are. As a salesperson, your job when someone gives you an objection is overcome the objection. Now that you've done this to yourself and you've worked out what the objections are, you have a choice of whether you overcome them or whether you succumb to them and run away. When you've got this, this sheet of, like this objection sheet here of your objections to your success, you have a choice of whether you can actually stay in, in, in self-sabotage or move into self-resilience or self-resilience. Now to do that, you need to work out what, because you do need to overcome all of them one by one and work out which, one needs, which, which is a quick win I can get right now which is a quick win objection that I have within myself that I can overcome right now and what are five things I could do right now to actually make that happen it? just so I can overcome and build the, the resilient skill set of myself where I'm not as scared to do this at the same time too because that will, 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 will lessen the barrier pretty quickly and you'll start realizing that once you actually see on paper what the objections are, they don't have any fucking control over you anymore. They don't scare you as much and especially if you sit then you write out a plan for each different one, you're no longer scared by them when it comes down to it. This is what I do with anyone that I speak to that, 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 that's, that's saying I'm scared. Let's work out what you're actually fucking scared about and work out a way to get over those objections that you currently have right now. Now, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. I was going to ask, what, what's, what's some of the biggest or most common um, fears you see people come up with when it comes to selling or getting started? And, and then how do you kind of help them bridge that gap to getting over that?
1: Look, I think everyone's a little bit different, but I think that, sorry, let me explain that better. Everyone's problems are the same. The way they're packaged are different. Everyone's problems are the exact same, especially at the different developmental stages of where they're at and what they're doing. Um, but everyone's problems usually come down to lack of worth, like that. lack of worth, um, fear of failure, and sometimes fear of success too. That's mm. that, that's that's quite a big one. Um, and fear of success usually comes from this is my. I can talk about my journey here too. Fear of success comes from if I do succeed here, how will I handle that success? And what does that mean further to that too? Like if I am successful, like what does that mean? Are the people around me going to hate me? Uh, my family going to accept that, uh, you know, all these things come up and, and it's, it, they, these are all very common. Like, like I said, these are all very common things that are probably across most people that I speak to, but the actual way they're packaged are different. So they might come and say, whatever the actual objection they might say, they usually usually come back to a specific understanding of all those specific ones. Does that make sense too? Yeah. Because most of them usually are that, but most objections are usually like, oh, you know, it, that might work for you. Like, but what, cold email might work for you in your industry. Well, what will, it will work for mine. I'm like, cool. So he, he, he's, here's a sequence we're going to send out and that's going to get a 50% reply it's in the thousand emails, which means 500 people that easily get you, you, you to speak to the next week. Like, no, it won't work for me. Like, cool, let's, let's test it out. It comes back and i was i was wrong i was wrong it was only 40 47 positive reply it's not 50 i'm sorry <laughs> like like it, it, a, a lot more of it has to get the, the the fact that you have to get out of your own way and you are trying to find ways to actually make this harder for yourself because you are too scared to understand what it is you're actually scared of
0: that's so it's so funny that like it's it's just the the human brain's so crazy which is why like how I started this podcast is to teach self development mm. uh, ar- around, you know, following your dreams and creating a business and whatever that may look like. Because, like, you know, success is 99% mindset and then 1% action. And I think so right. often, so many people focus on that 1%, the actual skill base, the skill base. But if they're not mastering their mindset, they're not mastering the blocks, the you know, their, their beliefs that they've developed over their life, what they've made meaning around money, success, and maybe rich people or, you know, and if they're not working on those things and figuring out how to work through them, then it, you just get, you could be going nowhere, right? You're trying to master that 1% where you could be focusing on mastering that 99%, which I, why I love that. So, so you, when people first come to you, you focus on their mindset, trying to get them to actually want to.
1: Someone will come to me and say, Hey, I want to grow my business. I'll say, that's cool. What's stopping you from doing that?
0: That's the first question.
1: I'm like, what's what, what stopping you from growing your business? And i will say, oh, fuck, I can't get the right ads. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'll just look at them and say, like, I, like, just, I can pretty much just sit there, put the phone on mute and just shut up for the next 15 minutes because I will come with every excuse as to why it's not them. You know what I mean? they come mm-hmm. with every excuse why it's not them. And the next question is, so what part do you play in all of that? And they're just like, what do you mean? Well what part do you play in all of that that problematic situation you just mentioned to me? And they're like offended. And I'm like, look, you came to me <laughs> to help. <laughs> <laughs> you, you came to me for help in this situation. And I, I may not be a, a, a fucking therapist for you right now, but that's not my job either. Don't waste my time. I won't waste yours. Do you want help or not? If you do, it may hurt for a little while. If yeah. you can face that shit and go through that, chances are you'll be successful. If you can't, I'll just I, I I'll take your money if you want to talk for a little while. Seriously, if, if that's what it's about, because my, with, with mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my, my relationship with accepting money is great. It's fucking fantastic. My relationship with accepting money is fantastic, but I worked on that for a long time too. If yours isn't the same, maybe that's what we need to work on first. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? like they, they, These are the things that, that, that most people don't understand. And so I, I've trained about 17 teams over the past month. I, I've done for each different team that I've worked with. and So let me explain this better. So the partnerships that I have for the people who are becoming affiliates of, of the program selling at the moment, I train their teams at my cost and our, our company's cost as a bonus value add for their company, right? The course is that obviously it, it's a digital course. It's, it's, um, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's completely um, automated course. But when I train their teams, I do it live on a webinar for them. It's a two and a half hour webinar. It's fucking one point eight hours on 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 shit they weren't expecting to hear, and it's philosophy, and then 0.7 hours on actually actual practical skills. If you go and look at the testimonials on my LinkedIn, because I ask them all, because again, as a salesman, you have to ask for the sale. I I ask them to all leave a, a a review or a testimonial on the biggest thing they took away from it was, and the way the biggest thing they tend to say is. The way you helped us reevaluate what we do is going to be more profitable than any skill set you could have given us just then. So, if I can give anyone the, the the advice, on when it comes to working with Chris, work with him based on the fact that he will make you money without even giving you a skill to
0: use. Hmm. Just by working on the the meaning they're given and the mindset around it, and correct. Yeah, the philosophy that the the philosophy is the whole thing that drives every single form of behavior. There's actually there's this. I'm gonna to try to remember it as best I can right now. There's like this four. Um, only you can. You're, you're the only one seeing the video, so you can see <laughs> my fingers right now. But if you listen to this and you imagine, you know, if there's like four bubbles, right? You're one on the left, one above it, one on the right of that, and then one below it. People think of the the bottom one, right, is the end result, and they when they want to create change or something. They think, what's what's my desired lifestyle? I want, you know, I want it to look like this, okay. And then so I want. Let's just let's just make sure. up. Let's say I want private jets and blah, 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 blah. This is the lifestyle I want, you know, the mansion. Okay, so what, what do I have to do? Like what, what's the result I need in order to get that? I need X amount of dollars or I need this thriving business, blah, 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 to get this lifestyle. So now we're backing up, right? So we're backing up. So, so now we're at the top bubble. So what actions do we have to do to get that result? So then that's usually where everyone starts and stops. And they think, okay, I want this lifestyle. What has to happen in order for me to have this lifestyle? Okay, what actions do I have to take to get the lifestyle? I need to work, 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 listen to Gary Vee, blah, 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 blah. But they never go back the one more bubble. And the one more bubble is the thing that's going to make or break them, which is the philosophy Correct. that drives all of the behaviors. The Correct. philosophy, can they, do they actually believe that what they're about to do will actually get them there?
1: Absolutely. And I
0: see so many people and I truly think that's why people give up on a lot of things they do is because they never work on this, everything that you're talking about, which is I, I love.
1: So you know how I said, and when you asked, and I said there's two things I teach. It's, it's sales resilience and then pragmatic prospecting. So yep. sales resilience is the philosophy. It's as simple as yes. that. It, it, it's as simple as that. And then pragmatic prospecting is, and this is, what, this is why I have to teach sales resilience first. It is a fucking necessity, right? Like even in the cold email course, it is so much philosophy in there. That has to be said because the foundational building blocks of what you need to understand before you can even actually go through and do the, the amazing things with, with the modality of cold emailing. There's so much philosophy in there. It's not funny. The pragmatic part is, okay, cool. Now that you understand all of that, now that you've gone through and worked out your objections are, all this shit of shit, understand that you are not fucking special and that's exactly what your fucking prospects are thinking. They're like what? I'm like everything you just said about yourself is exactly what they're thinking too. So let's go and work out what their biggest fears, blah, 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 and all sort of stuff. And let's package that up into an offer that's perfect for that customer. So when they see it, it they they just see it and say, oh, that makes sense. I should work with you. But if you don't don't do the sales resilience part first to understand yourself better, you'll never be able to understand them well enough to understand what their true fucking fears and problems are right now. And you'll never make that connection, which Mm -hmm. will never give you the money connection you need to actually have to actually make the money you want to make. Because to real, like every, uh, I'll explain it this way, right? Every time I reach out to someone and say, hey, I want to do business with you. I would say seven out of 10 come back to me. Three say, fuck off. That's cool. You, you, you keep that energy. Three, seven will come back and say, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Are you, are you free to speak tomorrow? And the reason being that the, the next one is like, it makes so much sense to at least have a conversation with you because I've, I've done the due diligence of working out what it is that I do. What is it they do? And how can I make those two marry up so their audience wins, they win, and I win?
0: And Give us an example. Who would be someone that you would be prospecting for your own business?
1: Cool. So I have teamed up with a lot of sales recruiters around the world. And because sales recruiters have a lot of sales people to speak to. Like on average, I have... I, I have a guy from Brizzy at the moment who, who we're, we're, we're marking towards He's, he's 200,000 list right now. You know what I mean? So he's got a list of 200,000 that We're marking towards oh bring us a very pretty penny. I can probably see that now. Um, and essentially the the, 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 the prospecting method that I've reached out to them was you, rec- this is exactly what the cold email said. Um, hi, hi Blake. Um, I don't want to waste your time. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. You recruit salespeople. I teach salespeople how to be better at what they do. If we were to team up and I could teach your guys how to be 10 times better right now and actually make sure that they can make sales even through a pandemic situation I'm in right now, would you see value in at least having a conversation with that because of how many people you would be able to get jobs for and give confidence to the actual companies right now? If you see value in it, let's have a chat. If not, do you know someone else who would be who, who, who would consider that too? All I've, so it, let's break that down, okay? I've 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 I've, I've mentioned the fact that their, their biggest problem and fear right now is that people don't want to hire. So I've mentioned that we already have a solution for that, and that if people just follow what I'm doing right now, they'll be able to do that and actually still make uh, business creation happen and, and and generate new new profitable um, profit centers, even if they're new profit centers in their businesses right now too. So if they were to at least have a conversation with me, I would make their life easier on two different levels. In one sentence, I did this without anyone noticing. Mm. But in one sentence, I helped them realize that I can, I can relieve the fear of um, people not wanting to hire right now. And that's their biggest fear. And then give them the solution to that and make sure that they had um, clarity on both sides. And for the recruiter, that means they get to give their income too. Most recruiters I spoke to that were the right actual sales recruiters were like, when can we chat? And I said, Look, I'm also going to train your team for free to do this for your team. And they're like, When do we start? So the essential breakdown of it was I understood what their biggest problems were. I I made it like I I call it the blunt email where it's stupidly blunt. People try to call the email, and it's like they will try and like tell a fucking life story. I'm just like, yeah, hey, you're, you're a sales recruiter. I'm a sales trainer. I can make your life easier. Do you want to chat? Just
0: yeah. Simple as that. And that's it. Like I, I get multiple DMs <laughs> per day, right? Of like ten, tons of offers. And, and, you know, I turn down nearly every single thing that comes through because I'm just in a very particular niche and I don't really need help from a lot of things that people are coming at me with. And a lot of them, I, I don't reply. It depends if they're like huge spammy ones. I swear, I just don't read it straight. away. I don't have time. <laughs> Or, like, or eight one minute voice messages. No, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. But there has been some people come through, and the first line I loved you, you're like, Hey, I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. I would appreciate that so much as 100%. a business, as a busy person as I am. If someone is when, and there has been some people messaged me with a great <laughs> pitch like that, and, and they're like, Hey, dude, I'm gonna keep this it really short and barrier.
1: sharp. It breaks the barrier. Yeah, it breaks it's the like, barrier. Here's so, what
0: I do if you want something like this, and I, and, I, and I just send them back a message, and I'm like, Bro, just want to send you a message i don't need this but i really appreciate the way you reach out to me yeah um mate keep killing it man like you're you're crushing it
1: (laughs) and 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 they're they're the replies that we like me and and the people who are are in their courses generally to get when they use this formula too you know what i mean um the other (laughs) i used i used to sell businesses like that Mm. i I used to do it as like a side project and and like I, i used to sell a lot of businesses. i've sold a lot of snap businesses okay Mm-hmm. now to find leads people wanted to sell those those, those, those gyms I <laughs> I used to use the same opening line but I changed it for the industry and I would say um well, oh, what was it specifically because it's fucking hilarious um don't want to waste your time I'm going to keep this short and sweet just like the average male leg session in the fitness industry <laughs> And what you just did then was the exact reply I got back from everyone. And every single time, people were like, I just like, even if I have no value to them right now, they're just like, I'm going to keep you
0: on file because you were hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's relatability. It's like being <laughs> human. Sometimes people get so robotic, right? And they're just not themselves.
1: Correct, correct. And so that's why I, that's why I think I've had so much success in, in, in especially calling on because everything, like I essentially what I do is a B2C product but I use a B2B approach because that's what I've done my whole life. I've done, I have done am a B2B guy. Um, I've, done a, I've used a B2B approach to get to the B2C client. So to do that, I've just had a whole lot of fun with it. And it just so happens the people that I teach are B2B people. So it's like, I may as well use this approach myself to get these people actually aligned with what I'm trying to do and actually help them at the same time too. But when you keep it as simple as that, that's where pragmatic prospecting comes. Pragmatic means it makes sense. So that's when someone opens your email, they just go, oh, it makes sense. Let's chat. Yeah. But if you don't understand the philosophy first, there's no fucking chance in hell you'll be able to do the pragmatic part of the prospect.
0: Mm. It's like, it's like the, uh, the tip of the iceberg and what's underneath. That, Correct. That, that pre-programming Correct. shit.
1: Absolutely. Because you, yeah. you can bang out 100 cold calls a day, but you will fail every single time if you don't know what their problems are already.
0: Mm-hmm. But so,
1: also, if you're cold calling, wake the fuck up. It's 2020.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be cold DMing, right? Is that straight uh, in, eat, slide eat. slide on in?
1: No, not automated enough. Sorry, that's why I use cold email. I, 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 do, I do sequences that go for fucking 12. Like They can go up to 12 weeks, but it still looks like it's done. Um, so, how do I explain this best? They can go up to 12 weeks, and it still looks like it's done personally, completely personally, and I don't have to do a thing for it.
0: Wow, through emails, man. I didn't... You, if you are emailing me, you wouldn't get a response. I have like ten thousand unread emails.
1: I call bullshit. I reckon I still could. <laughs> my, my my, this the subject line. So here's he, a subject line um, hint for anyone too. When you're cold emailing, email more than one person in the company. Email email up to four, and then say so. If 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 you and I owned a company right now in Morgan, and let's call it uh, Eagle Hawk because I can see a bottle of wine here. It's Eaglehawk wine. Um. I would email both you and I, if I was post, uh, the, the, the the hunter looking for people to prospect on and say, Hey, the, the subject line that you would get as Morgan would be like, Hey, um, can you or Chris please reply to this? And then the email I would get would like, mm. Hey, can you or Morgan please reply to this? So instantly I see your name and I'm like, Oh, this actually must be This, this, there must be some value to this because it's not just, me, this is this can't be cold, right? Because he's 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 talking about me and my business partner. So there must be something to that at the same time too. I have I, we get up to ninety five percent open rates. That. Wow, on average, on yeah. average, not, not 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 once or twice. This hap- This is across like eighty thousand emails that we've sent. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: So, when you say that, I
0: still reckon I can get you to open it. <laughs> Give it a crack. <laughs> Give it a crack. You'll be messing. My assistant will be opening it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm with
0: you i we'll <laughs> I love it. Hey, Chris, what, what do you think is the main thing that would make someone incredible at sales? What's the main thing? What makes someone good?
1: So, here's a great story. I, um, I used to work alongside a business coaching company who only served to dentists. Um, at first I asked them why do you guys serve dentists and their answer was they pay their bills I'm like well that makes sense Um, but when I think dentist, I think scared as fuck I'm going to I'm I'm going to be sitting in in a chair when someone's going to be fucking throwing like knives down my throat very literally you know what I mean kind of felt like I was in a position where I was going to the school's principal office again because I did that a lot when I was at school Um, and they sat me down and told me a story and basically just said, look, have you ever had your teeth done? By the way,
0: yeah, dude, I've I've had every horrible thing you could possibly have done in your teeth. <laughs> it's, have I Have you, hate you it. ever
1: had? Have you ever had anything like Invisalign done? Where it actually
0: I have them on now. Cool. Yeah, uh, I had how, I had I had four wisdom teeth out to get them to get them in, and
1: oh, uh, wisdom teeth is wisdom teeth is the worst. I, I have you ever heard of dry socket? I got dry socket. Oh,
0: did you? I didn't get yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so if for anyone listening, dry socket is when the bone under the actual tooth gets infected and it's also giving a hit in the face of the sledgehammer for three weeks straight. and That's exactly what I felt. Mm. It was horrible. Worst experience of my life other than... That's not that, that actually was. Worst experience of my life. Anyway, so Invisalign right now, why did you get Invisalign?
0: Just wanted to get him. I travel all the time. I travel all the time, so I didn't want to get any like, braces or anything like that because they're ugly as fuck as well. Um, convenience.
1: Would you believe, would I be correct in saying that there may have been some insecurities before you choosing to get a invisible
0: Oh yeah. Like I wanted nice teeth. Why
1: do you want nice teeth?
0: So I can look good. Confidence.
1: What will confidence give you? What, what will happen when you have more confidence?
0: Confidence leads to happiness, more happiness. Do
1: you think you might go and speak to girls because of that?
0: Uh... I get where you're going. The, the maybe more people would think that I don't think it was a thing that stopped me. Um, but so, 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 so
1: what what I'm trying to get to here is right. Person goes to dentist to get Invisalign. Mm -hmm. Imagine this is person who hasn't had a change in their life for the past 30 years and they get Invisalign and Invisalign opens up an opportunity for them to actually, um, be confident enough of themselves to go and speak to a recruiter to get a new job because it's the first time in 30 years they've actually had the confidence to do that.
0: Yeah,
1: Which means that they now can go and be a new version of themselves in a new job where they're actually in a position where they can actually take on the fucking world because they've actually been given this new level of confidence. It gives them the energy to go and create new again. Now for that person, let's, let's say they're in sales. It's their first sales job or their third or their fourth or their fifth. And they speak to a 1,000 customers per month and they get to help 300 out of those customers. If they didn't have that, that, that shift and that change, that's 300 people that they wouldn't have helped. Now, those 300 people, how many people, How, how much? Do you, if they're good at what they do and their product is truly of benefit to them, those 300 people will also have a positive effect in their lives and that will affect them in a positive way at the same time too. So we've gone from one person who went to a dentist who went and got a new job, built 300 new people a month, or because they decided to make a confidence-changing shift happen by getting their teeth done. Now, if they hadn't done that, they would have sat in their chair and done nothing. Nothing would have changed. Nothing would have happened. And they, they might have made a little bit of an impact, but nowhere near the impact that it would have made. Now, let's say it's the other, the other aspect. Let's say that the person who uh, got the confidence was, was, was confident enough to go and ask to go to a bar out on a date. They end up hooking up that night, but they realize they fell in love. And they have three kids and that kid ends up being a fucking world superstar basketball player, whatever it is, right? But if, that, but if he hadn't got his teeth done and they wouldn't have hooked up that night and they wouldn't have had kids, that person wouldn't have become Michael Jordan or whatever it is too, right? So if as a salesperson, you can think that the ripple effect of what I'm doing today is going to create the Michael Jordan tomorrow without me even knowing it. It gives them a power that is unparalleled. When you realize that what you do is so powerful. When when you realize that a dentist has the power to change the world through confidence building practices, it changed my perspective on dentists specifically. If the salesperson who is a salesperson can realize what the ripple effect of what their product or service actually is, but times seven. So let's go, I sold to X. From X to Y, that is, that is one. And then Y to Z is two. Z to um, A1 is three. And then you go seven times. What's that ripple effect and how far does that actually go? And could it come back to you? Like, could what you've just done come back to you in more positive, like literally pop, pop, pop positive energy at the same time too? I found that when you have the ability to understand that, like the, 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 the superpower is, that when you can see how far the ripple effect goes and how much what you do in every single conversation you have has such a ripple effect, it can be so powerful to every single person around you, even come back and help your family in some way, shape, or form. It's no longer about selling, it's about obligation to the world.
0: Mm. That's so huge. That's so massive because it's, you know, really thinking about their why is the main thing, like really why somebody wants to buy. But (laughs) what you're talking about just then is how you can actually kind of get over the, because sometimes people have the stigma, I don't want to sell. You know, like right. I'm in sales, but I don't believe I sell either. Because it's when you truly come down to thinking about that, you, you set the obligation. And right. that's why I think it, it can be, there's so many different things you can sell out there. And I think to truly be the best, you need to find something that you're truly passionate about, that you believe in, that you know that, like with what I do, I know for a fact, when people put these products in their body, their life changes, hands down. Yep. And that's why I don't, I don't give a crap, like how you were saying, like sometimes you can offend people. I always say to people, I care more about your future than I do your feelings.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, couldn't I
1: agree love more. It. But, 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 but like, so like, t- just to, to dial back into that, what's the one thing that I think would turn someone from a fucking sucker to a superstar? Obligation.
0: Oh, obligation. It's really? Yeah, I love it. Do you have any like dos and don'ts? Is there like a few like easy things where it's like, here's five things don't do this. Here's a few things must do this.
1: Just in life or in sales? In sales,
0: <laughs> <laughs> throw some life in there. Why not? Get on um, Spotify. That'll be the number one, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. um Honestly, I would say seventy percent of it is have a daily routine that speaks to your subconscious and 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 feeds it good things to make sure that you can actually go through the um the the, the challenges that you will face in the daily process. For me, I do the day run. We spoke about this this morning. Yeah, like for me, I I, I do a seven point nine k run every morning which feeds into my subconscious's belief that I am going to make sure that I'm going to make whatever needs to happen for the business come through today by even in a six degree morning this morning, I was still at the that run. So when you, when, when you, when you put money in the bank of, of, of resilience, it, ca- it, it comes back to you at 3 PM after 6 AM, right? So constantly have a daily routine that feeds, um, feeds into the piggy bank of resilience. That is that, that, that will be number one is as a do, as a don't, don't do cocaine. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not even kidding when I say that. Do not do cocaine. It will fuck your central nervous system up so much that you won't have the ability to actually have intuition strong enough to be able to actually make the, 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 the tactical moves that you need to have every day as a business owner or salesperson at the
0: same time too. Just don't. <laughs> so don't get inspired by Wolf of Wall Street. That's Hollywood Yeah, stuff. Like,
1: it's like, like truly, because really, if, like, if, if, if you're only really to get into it and, and talk about, you know, talking about the tinfoil happenfall and stuff too, mm-hmm. right? But like, I, I'm a real spiritual guy, right? And I truly do believe that we are spiritual beings and we are all just fucking particles of energy moving through space. Mm-hmm. And if you, have, if you put something into your system that actually diminishes your energy, that is you dying. Whether you're aware of it or not, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you are dying to some degree. Um, and, and drugs are exactly that
0: like Yeah, I they, believe that I think I spoke about it on another podcast With someone I forget um, You know And like my past is pretty hectic Like I, you know Nothing short of um, a lot of fun Let's just say that And Yeah, 85 you know,
1: but, flights around the world Trust me Yeah
0: Like, <laughs> it, you know but, but now, like I barely I, even I, drink
1: I, I partied with John Jones
0: Because he, 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 he was here Do you know who John Jones is? I not know
1: UFC fought, number one UFC fought. Oh, five. okay.
0: I thought that's okay. Yeah. He's
1: been done for everything under the sun. Um, he was in Australia and I looked after him for, 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 for a week while he was here. And um, like, I, I party with the number one person who's known for doing all the wrong things in the world. <laughs> like, my life has definitely not been fucking happy messages, flowers, and posies. That's for sure. Yeah. And that, and that, and that was for six years straight
0: yeah yeah well like everyone still goes through the like their, their own experience and all that stuff no, and to. and what i've what i've discovered now is you know like i i barely even drink because i just i just know how much it just throws me off you know yep. even like a few drinks the night before i just notice that the next day i'm not my absolute optimal level and what i've realized now i'm just an absolute beast when i'm a hundred percent sober a hundred percent sober. Same, and same. i've done both i've done both like off my face on everything, and then extremely sober. And It's like I'm just so much clearer. I'm so much sharper. I'm just so much better performer, uh, and and all of that. So,
1: couldn't agree more. Um, I, another do have a really good diet, and this isn't like this is so another thing that people generally tend to think is weird of me, but that I'm okay with it. Is I only eat once a day. Like mm. I have one meal a day at six p.m. Um, I feel my intuition be in, infinitely stronger when I only eat once a day because I don't have anything coming through my body that isn't already a part of my body until I actually eat at that time. So I'm much more connected with myself and I make better, smarter decisions, more focused, more energetic and more, 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 more profitable because of it at the same time too. But if you don't have the, you know, I'm going to say the guts but if you don't have the, 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 the understanding of what that does for you, just make sure that the food's going into your, going into your system is, is, is the, the, the other thing that is really, really um, beneficial to your life. Like, we said, don't do drugs. Don't do things that are going to kill your kill your consciousness. Put things into your system that are going to create your consciousness and and, 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 and add to your life at the same time too. Um, because like, and it, it's funny, right? Like these are the things when it comes down to like, what, you ask me like, what are some dos and don'ts, and I'm giving you things that are actually about your your your, your physiology more than your actual practical skill sets when it comes down to it. Because if you can man- if if you can master all this stuff, the rest is fucking easy. Mm. When it comes to sales, don't. Do don't sell a product you don't believe in. Do help as many people as you can. Like these these are like the simple things, you know what I mean? But if you don't have enough respect for yourself and do these really simple things that are the actual physiological parts of your life, you won't have the respect to, to, to respect those rules of don't sell something you don't like and or, or you don't believe in. And then you become an unethical person and you get on that really fucking bad trait. Why the Wolf of Wall Street probably was the Wolf of Wall Street is that he cocaine and drank a whole lot because they realized they weren't ethical in the ways that they were doing things and felt terrible about it, so they didn't escape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I, and this is where like my, my 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 resilience and philosophy side comes in is like treat yourself with en- with enough respect that the things that deserve respect get it either way. So, yeah. like then, and that that th- th- that's truly the way that I see it. At the same time, too, because like. And I'm not perfect, fuck. I still fuck up all the time. But like, <laughs> but it's, it's more about like your, your, your habitual processes at the same time too. It's like how, how, how strict can you be with the things that matter about your physiology and psychology for you to actually make the things that you want outside that to come to actually fruition in your life? Because if you can master those things, the rest of it's really fucking easy. Like you, you don't have the fear of like, if, if I, average person might see someone who's willing to give them money, but you know that the product isn't right for them, they'll take the money. But then three years later, they're going to cry about something they didn't realize that, ha- that was connected to that because there's a trauma from three years ago. They realized they did something like, unethical and now they're fucking feeling the pain of it three years later. Like if you are in a position where you are physiologically and psychologically like sound, you are more confident in saying no to that person because you know what it'll do to you in three years' time. Like, Be, be, be confident enough to say no to business if it's not ethical mm. because it'll fuck you up psychologically later on too. Yeah. That's probably another good no. Um, another good yes would be like accept energy more often. So here is a really, 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 really big thing that a lot of people generally tend to to to, to, to self-sabotage themselves on. If you want to make a million dollars, accept the negative that comes with it. Like, be willing to receive the energy of negative of, of, of negative things that come with making million dollars in respects where you might have a lot of family that don't see you the same anymore. You might have friends that fucking hate you. You might have competitors that don't want to fucking, that don't want to borrow you. Like be willing to receive all of what is a part of creation of that million dollar lifestyle. Cause if you aren't willing to receive all the negative, negative that comes with it too, what you're doing is telling the universe that you don't want the million dollars. Then you get stuck in this whole fucking bad loop loop of, of negativity thinking that why, you know, why me, why is this happened to me when really you just weren't willing to accept the things that really needed to be accepted. Does that make sense too? Yes, definitely. Like that, that thats definitely, yes. Like be willing to, to, to receive all things that come with the the goals that you want to actually uh, like, uh, achieve. Otherwise you will lose it all.
0: Yeah. Wow. These are so good. Um, <laughs> dude, I love it. You, you just put out so much value for everybody. Um, where where can everybody find you on social media?
1: Man, easiest place is at the Chris M on on Instagram. So that's T H E C H R A S E M. Um, I do a daily live uh, Sydney time eight thirty a.m. every morning. If anyone wants to join in, um, I do post directly afterwards. The reason I do that is because of my own resilience too. The more like if I do a live every day it means that I can't give up on something It means that I have to keep going. It is a personal thing I don't do it for anyone else other than myself. It just so happens to others will join in and I help them too um, other than that, if anyone wants to learn how to crush it in cold email, do download the free book and free trainings because it's free and free um, at vcolmailmastery dot com um, and if you want to, to hear any more further about how we can help you actually you know fucking double, triple, quadruple, whatever it is you want to do with yourselves, just um, feel free to shoot me a DM and I can, I can help you guys through that too. But the, the, the easiest place to find me is definitely Instagram. And like I said, if you want free stuff, just go to com. I love it, dude.
0: All right, to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you a question Sure. that you have no idea what I'm going to ask you. And it's going to, give, st- it's going to, be, it's going to be actually uh, so so left field from this whole conversation. Sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you were to go back in time to your 18-year-old self and give yourself 30 seconds of advice, what would it be?
1: Do yourself a favor and go and see a psychologist now so you can actually go on the path of realizing that all the negative emotions, fears and traumas aren't yours and you need to work out how to emotionally give those back to people because if I had done that to myself at 18, I would be infinitely years ahead of where I am right now. And outside that, um read more. I didn't start reading until I was 24. Um and I reckon if I'd done those two things, seen a psychologist and read more, um, from 18 years old, I would be infinitely ahead of where I am right now. But outside that, don't forget to have fun too. Don't forget to have heaps of fucking fun. And whatever whatever fun means to you. Like I bought a skateboard last week because we're in fucking like this whole pandemic situation, can't leave. I'm like, Well, I can't I've got no hobbies. So I went and bought a skateboard. So I'm like, cool, I'll just skate at home. <laughs> like have as much fun as you can too. But don't, don't, just don't neglect your internal well-being. Like that, that, that's the number one thing. Like, And that, that's, that's to my 18 years old but anyone listening to Like don't neglect your internal well-being because it is the one thing holding you back. That, when people say getting out of your own way, that's what it is.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw, to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.